Welcome to Doing the Dirty Dishes podcast. My name is Stephen Quigley, and I'm your host. This is a spiritual podcast where we discuss all topics under the sun. Topics are subjects that will help brighten your smile, enliven your life, make you think deep into your mind, or to enlighten your view of the world and the universe. Today's topic is about happiness and um, specifically the ways that we go and search for happiness and uh, online if you're seeking happiness on tinder for example then you have bigger concerns than just contracting herpes at lunch um so first uh welcome and thank you for your support thank you for listening and uh i want to give a little background on the story um one thing I can give my father credit for as a child, he was really great with um, uh, his willingness to pay for trips that were cultural or things that enriched your soul, uh, travel abroad, camping trips, anything like that. Um, if you needed new jeans, that was a different issue, but uh, I give him credit for, for being good like that. Um, and one year he sent me up to Canada to a place called Tamagami, to a camp called North Waters. Uh, there's two islands, one is North Waters and one is Langskib. Their website is northwaters.com. Uh, it's an amazing organization, and I'm going to talk about them another time in another podcast uh, with the subject Rites of Passage. It's a, uh, it doesn't exist really anymore in our culture so much, especially American culture. Other cultures in other parts of the world have it, but we don't. So needless to say, I went to these camps. I eventually graduated and I got hired to work at them. But uh, before you get hired, uh, you have to go through what they call the Bay Trip, which is kind of like a graduation trip. And it's, um, it's, it's a severe trip. It's a few hundred miles deep, deep into the French wilderness in Quebec, Canada, um, with uh, rocks and slips and rapids that can kill you easily if you fell into them or, or didn't portage around them. Uh, and at the end of the trip, uh, we're the only camp in Canada, I think, in the world that does it, but we cross the lower finger, the lower arm of the St. James Bay, which is part of the Hudson's Bay, which is 400 miles across, which is almost its own ocean. It acts like one. And we cross uh, 45 miles ac uh, across the, the bottom of the bay, St. James, in canoes, which is a bit nuts, uh, which is how the people receive us when we come to town in a small town called Moussigny in Quebec. Uh, needless to say, uh, on one of these leadership trips on the Seal River, um, or excuse me, the Bay trip, um, part of the trip, you're in the middle of nowhere and you have to take a train called the Polar Bear Express back to uh, civilization, back to northern Ontario, to Timmins. And I'm on this train and I'm there with my leader of the trip, uh, Seth, who was a, was a monster figure, a big kind of bear, um, just a hardworking um you know, push forward, a total North personality, uh, kind of guy that if you got stuck in an uh, airplane crash in the woods, you'd want to follow him out because he, he, might, he might hurt your feelings, he might step on your toes, but he's going to get you out alive. And, uh, and I love that. So there we sat on the train, the Polar Bear Express. And um, for some reason, you know, uh, a conversation came up about uh, life and happiness and um, if I had a girlfriend and if I was happy. And um, the conversation started to get around... Um, Robert Johnson, who's a famous Jungian analyst. Uh, I think he's still alive to this day in San Diego. We used to communicate, but um, it's been a few years, so I'm not sure. 
And he wrote three famous books, a he, she, and we. And uh, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, you should look into them. But needless to say, in this conversation, the point of it was is that Seth wanted me to know that in life, that sometimes it's okay to be alone. Sometimes it's okay to be solo. Sometimes it's okay to have a period where you're not seeking out things to fulfill your time uh, or, or false happinesses, um, whatever they may be, whether it's Tinder, whether it's yoga, whatever it is. Uh, you know, people seek happiness through different means. It's endless. Pilates, weight training, eating, shopping, whatever it is. Religion. Um, so, so he told me that. And, it, and I didn't realize at the time, I was a young boy, about 18 or 19, but it sat with me all that time. And all the different periods throughout my life when I would be alone or I wouldn't be with someone because I was never that type of person that went out and, and sought uh, a relationship. It always came to me. Um, I always enjoyed that time. I enjoyed that solo time, that time of looking within. So it's been a lot of years since I've had that introspective side. Um, so with the recent you know, boom of these apps, uh, Tinder really caught my attention. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are on that app. And... Um, and uh, professionals, educated, lawyers, doctors, and uh, pretty much I just think of it as kind of like a supermarket for women or maybe for supermarket for men. I don't know, there's different apps. There's a homosexual one, there's a straight one. I don't, I don't really follow them. Uh, I think Grindr is one. But nonetheless, all these people are on Tinder and they're there and they're looking for relationships and they're looking for um, uh, happiness. But you know, what I would ask is, is you know, what is your situation in life? that you feel that you're going to find happiness in a place like Tinder? What is going on in your life? What is happening? You know, that you're spending so much time on Facebook, on Instagram, on social media. Again, these are busy things. These are things that busy you from the quiet inside, which is where the real work gets done in life, uh, which is where happiness comes from. And it doesn't come from searching it on, uh, you know, Facebook through narcissism or through any other means. And it certainly doesn't come uh, through apps. Could you find love on these apps? Yes. I had a girl once who wrote me about my blog and said, um, your blog is totally wrong, Stephen. And so I asked her why. And she said, well, I found love on Tinder. And uh, she's right. It is possible, of course. And I'm, I'm not saying that uh, it's not. You could. Um, but I would say you have no more chance of finding love there than you would if you tripped over someone in the supermarket. Um, because if you're meant to, to meet them, you're going to meet them anyway. Uh, and I think that these other apps just bring a lot of negative into your life uh, that don't help you along the road or the journey to happiness or being content. Inside, it's the joie de vivre, it's the, the joy of the, the day. Um, so, uh, you know, but let's look at something real quick. How did our ancestors meet? What did they do? You know, it worked for them, right? They didn't have a swipe right. They weren't judging people's worth by just the superficial value of their photo which we know most photos are doctored, the right angle, they're old, they're not you, you looked younger, you had less weight. There's a whole array of, uh, of mystery out there when it comes to people sending your photos or what photos they put online. Um, I've gone on dating, dating apps twice in my life. Uh, and funny enough, I ended up meeting my first love um, through there. But again, I don't think that would have been the case. I would have met her anyway. Um, and this was 20 plus years ago before th these type apps existed. This was just back in the chat days. And then I went on not long ago, about a year ago, uh, to see what was, these, what was going on with these apps. I didn't go on Tinder. I went on Plenty of Fish, actually. And I was just a bit um, scared of what I saw. So uh, a short time later, I, I exited the, uh, the, um, 
the app. But anyway, going back to our ancestors. So, you know, how did our grandparents meet, you know? Uh, how did our great-grandparents meet, right? They met, they, they got married, they had children, it worked for them, right? They made babies. Um, so, uh, it can still work today, you know? And they had less divorce. And uh, they had more solid relationships uh, in many aspects. And uh, a lot more things were acceptable in older times and relationships. We didn't have all this different tumult that we have today with you know, these different movements and these different identity crises. And, um, and especially now with this international global health and economic crisis um, going on, uh, COVID-19. So, um, you know, before I wrote this blog, I'm sitting there on a Friday night at home and um, and in the old days, I used to always like to sit home on Friday nights because I would be reading and I always thought, well, I'm getting uh, my knife a bit sharper than the rest of the drawer. That's great. Uh, now I look at life a bit differently. I've turned a page and I'm a bit more spiritual, uh, actually very spiritual. And, uh, and now I look at these people that are out there at these bars and I can imagine it because I've been there enough times, um, but they're out and they're out seeking uh, something, right? They're not fulfilled. If they were fulfilled, if they were content, they would not be on Facebook looking for daily affirmation and confirmation. Uh, they wouldn't need to put every single event uh, of their life from taking a poop to pre preparing their food to uh, I'm on my way to the airport. You know, um, we don't care. Uh, you think we care, but we don't care. Uh, people like me don't look at that. And, um, and I understand what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of, uh, you're not content inside basically, so you need affirmation and confirmation from others in order to feel good, to affirm that you are okay, that this picture is good. Uh, not to get into psychology lesson now, and that will be another uh, discussion. There's endless discussions when it comes to um, the things of that nature. But uh, what I say to people is, is um, you know, are you happy? And I ask friends this, that, that, that are very successful in their careers or that have the appearance outward of being happy. I ask them, are you happy? And it's no different if you're at the bar and you ask these people, are you happy? Are you happy? And almost all of them will, will just unequivocally just answer you very quickly, yes. And even if you dig deeper, they'll still say yes. But, you know, if you ask them what their definition of happiness is, they don't have one. Most of them are measuring success through outside means, not inside means. They're looking for happiness and contentment from without not with in and there's a big difference okay so these people that are out searching of course it's okay to a bar of course it's good to go out if you want to pick up somebody if that's your thing go for it not mine but uh for those that it works and they like it you know go for it i hope you meet your wife and uh have a uh amazing uh life but uh, statistics will tell us otherwise 70 percent of people go to a job that they hate divorce is 50 percent, and that's probably even higher because we have second and third divorces that, that are measured differently and, um, and people are just generally unhappy. If you look at the top three unhappiest countries in the world, it's basically China, India, United States. So for all of these great things that we have, for all the great American dream uh, that people live, you know, these houses, these debts, these credit cards, student debt, all these things that we have today that we've inherited that are just a total mess. Uh, but everybody's, everybody's happy in that. Everybody's okay with that. Everybody's living their dreams, but no, they're not. They're not. So when you get down to it, and you dig deep. Uh, people are not happy generally, and people are not content with their jobs, with their lives, with their children, with anything. Uh, we're, we have more things in our country within 30 meters than some countries have uh, in their whole uh, within their borders. You know, uh, we have so much here, so much abundance, and still so many people are without. 
Um, and that's a different story, but as far as happiness goes, seeking it through external means, superficial means, uh, through beauty, through objects, through cars, it's an unending black hole that you just can't fill, and you'll just continue to fill it until you do that deep work inside. So we know that people um, aren't happy, and we know that they ride a story horse, as I write about in my book, uh, I start off the book with, you know, uh, there's an old native expression. It came to me through uh, a friend, Dave, an old wise uh, friend and elder, um, that, um, that when, when the story ends, life begins. Most people live a story. You know, they have a job title, they have a big house, they have a money in the bank, they have their 401k. This is the story. This is a story that we, that we tell everybody or that we think that people believe. Uh, but, but otherwise, Inside, when you take away their security blankets, we're all just scared people who are confused that are just looking to be loved, to be accepted, and to find happiness. But it's distorted through so many other means that society throws upon us to conform to, to be a part, to follow the lines. Don't call her outside. Don't think outside the box. Be a part of society. And, and what's that going to do that's going to make you happy? Well, that's what they think. But when you start to distinguish between the differences of joy and happiness, then you start to get a bit deeper. And we won't go there now, but we will go there another another session, another episode. Because joy is uh, it's often mixed up. And uh, things that give you joy don't necessarily make you happy. Okay, Joy uh, are things that are temporary. Okay, They come and they go. And you can get them often. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be happy. Happiness is a process. Okay, It's like love. It's not that you can go and buy it. You can't possess it. You can't go find it, okay? It's a process. Love is a process. You want to read somebody that's amazing? Read Eric Fromm, F-R-O-M-M, Mary, Mary. Uh, it will change your aspect on love. You want to read about, uh, um, what's the word for it? Uh, I can't think of it, but Matthew Ricard. Oh, on altruism. If you want to read a book on altruism and change your life. Uh, read about uh, from Matthew Ricard. He's the uh, uh, monk that translates <clears throat> for the Dalai Lama. Lives in Plum Village in um, in France, and he's an amazing person. Um, but needless to say, all these people are out there, and um, they're you know depression is up, suicides are up, uh, not just veterans, and uh, but everybody's happy. So again, uh, it's a big difference when you're dividing joy from happiness and understanding uh, that what brings you joy doesn't necessarily bring you happiness. And in order to get yourself to a happy level, it's not something that you just get to or when I graduate or when I do this, okay? It's a process. And there's no better time than now. This is the time, the now, because you don't have a, you don't have a past. You can't do anything about it. You can't relive it. And we don't know the future. So all we have is the now. And again, that's another discussion and we'll get into that. And, um, and that can be very deep. But what I tell people is, um, you know, that they are in this situation uh, for a reason. And if they're willing to look deep inside and they're looking to be introspective and they're looking to uh, search for answers and they're looking to, 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 to seek happiness from somewhere else outside of carnal relations, because we know that that is a short-lived, uh, okay? So if you want to get through any of these types of challenges that you have in your life, running away from them or not facing them or not looking at the deep work is not going to help you, okay? No pressure, no diamond. There are no mistakes in life, okay? There are no choice meetings in life. You listening to this 
podcast right now is not a mistake. You're meant to listen to this, and I'm meant to give this message, and that's how the universe works. So, needless to say, um, people are uh, in need of working on themselves, and uh, basically it's free. Okay, you don't have to do anything. You can get a guide, you can get a mentor, you can get a coach, you can find somebody who's experienced, somebody who can consult you, somebody who's a friend, somebody who's older, who's wiser, uh, who's sage, who's a mentor that can help you um, through this process. And basically, what it is, is that you're leaving the social trends behind to go on a journey deep within yourself to find answers okay to quiet everything to take away the music take away the tv okay spend an hour a day just thinking just listening to your thoughts just doing nothing okay a lot of countries have a practice of literally doing nothing uh, in holland it's, it's a very famous uh, process and you just spend 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes looking at nothing give your mind a break okay these are all proven uh things to help enliven your mind in other ways um but happiness is not going to come through the whatever is marketed to you that day from social media or through the internet or through tv that's going to tell you you know uh the materialism buy this car you'll be happy take this vacation you'll be happy have this beautiful girlfriend you'll be happy buy this house you'll be happy get this job title you'll be happy but you'll never be happy when you get to that point you'll realize that the joy is not in in reaching the goal the joy is in 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 the actual not the destination it's the journey Okay, and that's the journey that we're talking about in life here. The same journey that I started on that train back in Canada with Seth and being solo and learning to be alone, to be by yourself, to look within, to find answers inside, to look into your heart, to go to the inner self, to go to the higher self, to go to the Holy Spirit, to touch God. And that's where it is. It's deep inside. That's where contentment, that's where happiness will come from. And you'll no longer feel the need to go out and search carnal pleasures that are short-lived that may end up giving you a friend for life, some type of venereal disease. You know, these guys that I know, I have a friend who's a lawyer, he's in court at 9, 9 a.m., he goes on Tinder, and by 11 a.m. he's having coffee, and by 12 he's in bed with the girl. And he does this three days a week with beautiful women. And I ask him, you know, where is this leading to? You know, what are you doing with this? You know, what happens? Where, is this, where does this go? And uh, I don't know, maybe he thinks he'll find his wife there. Maybe he's being honest with himself and lying to me and he knows that it's not the right thing and he just doesn't have the, the courage to go and face the deep things inside. Most people don't. Um, you know, it's, uh, that's where the real work gets done. You know, the hardest destinations prove to be the most beautiful. Um, nothing in life comes free, okay? And especially when you get involved in something uh, like dating or a woman, you, you have to learn it to get rid of expectations, one, and two, attachment to outcome definite two ways to set yourself up for failure and disappointment okay uh, a good friend Pat who goes and uh, seeks out the knowledge of uh, elders and um, wise monks in Asia spent a few weeks with an 80 year old in Bhutan and when he came back from the trip uh, I asked him hey what did you learn you know what did and at the end of it his two weeks he basically got one sentence from the monk uh, never tie a bow around it Funny enough, at the time that he told me that, I was just entering graduate school at University of Pennsylvania. And uh, I assumed that it was a done deal that I would graduate and go on and do other things. And uh, I had wrapped a bow around it. But uh, thanks, Pat, um, for that lesson because it's valuable. And I didn't uh, end up at Penn. I ended up leaving Penn. 
uh, to write a book, and uh, that's what brought me to here to this podcast. So in any case, uh, there's no free ice cream, and if you want to elevate your soul, you want to elevate, uh, you know, your vibration, your frequency. You got to get out of the mind, and you have to get into the heart. And the happiness and the contentment is found there. And the path and the journey, it's dark, and it's scary, and it will bring you to places that you don't want to go. But if you are willing to face those obstacles, if you're willing to, to get through them, then that's where the growth comes from. That's where the change comes from. That's where doing your work in life uh, counts most, is in those, in those deep, dark uh, annals of your, of, your, of your soul. You know, Get out of the mind. The mind is a ping pong machine. Okay? The actual mind itself with the subconscious and conscience is, is separate. But the brain, as you think about it every day, is just a box. It's just a ping pong machine. It just bounces thoughts and it's confusing. It's basically ego. Okay? And that's a whole other discussion, again, about getting out of ego. And that's what has to do with these uh, apps. It's about ego. It's about me, look at me, judge me, how do I look, how pretty am I, how do I, you know, all these superficial things. So anyway, getting back to the, to the journey, um, you know, you need to take control of your life and the focus is, is, is on you, okay? Leave all these things for a short time. Right now, during COVID-19, it's a great time to test this, okay? You have a lot of alone time, you have a lot of time that you're uh, solitary, you're confined to areas alone where you have time to think. So I challenge you, shut off the radio, shut off the TV, make it quiet, go buy a book of meditation, learn about meditation, try meditation, okay? And try to enter into your heart and see where you can find any answers because that's where they lie, I promise you. And uh, pure energy does not lie, okay? All of the answers are within your heart. You just have to go there and find them and it's free, okay? But that's gonna help you open a door to uh, immense health, and happiness, okay? No, uh, none of these apps are gonna, are gonna get you that, okay? They might buy you other things, uh, buy you time, um, but there's a great expression, pay now or pay later, but you'll pay, okay? It's usually associated with health, but it's associated with work too. And if you're a, f a uh, believer in reincarnation, then you would know that if you don't get your work done, the lesson continues to come. What you resist persists in the universe, Okay, so the challenges keep coming over and over. Deja vu, it's a whole other uh, issue that's interesting within that. Um, but anyway, the challenges lie within. They're free. Uh, happiness awaits. Giddy up. Get off the story horse. Get onto the horse of life. Look within your heart. And I promise you, you'll start finding answers. Our two quotes of the day. Uh, the first one's by Rumi a Sufi mystic that I absolutely love, uh, and that is the light at the end of the tunnel is not an illusion. The tunnel is. It's a good one. And the next quote is from Carl Jung, one of my favorite psychologists, and it says, uh, your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks outside? Dreams. Who look inside? Awakes. Carl Jung. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to my thoughts. Please visit my website. Also the same name on Facebook, doingthedirtydishes.com, where you can find my spiritual blog, my travel blog, other projects, and also photos of my travels. And uh, of course, if you like this episode and you like this channel, please consider subscribing or sharing with your friends. Thank you.
stay happy, safe, and healthy. Make sure to look out for your neighbors, especially those that are elderly or injured, and, uh, and be well. Have a great week.